This is the Powered Up Podcast, show 23. Welcome to a real-world education with insight and advice from teachers in the game, where current and former educators reveal what truly sets apart the great teachers and what it takes to make a positive impact on students. Whether you're in pre-service learning, new to the game, or a seasoned veteran, this is the show for you. You'll leave feeling inspired to take action because we are powering education by empowering you. Summer. It is our kickoff to summer episode, and I am here with my co-host, as always, Mr. Matt. Look at those tan lines, Rogers. Matt, how we feel, man? I mean, I haven't got any tan lines yet. Maybe in a few weeks. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I'm feeling great. I am uh, about to officially put this school year to the rest and say it was a wild one, it's done with, let's consider it um, far in the rearview mirror, and uh, take some time for myself before we get ready for undoubtedly another crazy year, but um, looking forward to some time. I know I've mentioned before that this past year, um, or at least last summer, was a little bit different than what most summers are uh, typically for, for I, teachers. I agree, I think I think the summer of 2020 will be the weirdest summer. I think this will be a very normal summer for teachers because I think there's, depending where you live, it's a little bit different, but I think there's much less uncertainty going into next school year as opposed to complete uncertainty going into this past school year. Absolutely. I, I know I mentioned, and I've probably done it on an episode before, but I feel like this past school year started in March as we knew that we really weren't going to be coming back to the classroom we started those questions of what the next school year would look like and so from March on yes we kind of made it through virtual teaching and then we went through a summer where I feel like I watched my email just waiting for information and I I mean as a nine-month employee 10-month employee I, I know the one beautiful thing is I don't completely delete my school email off my phone over the summer. Um, I know some people that do. I did delete all my my alarms. I don't know if you do that. Um, I made sure to delete every single alarm that I had in my phone on the last day of school. But um, yeah, this this past summer was one where we were getting updates and information. And going into this summer... We, Ken and I, are both in positions where our schools were in session. So there's no doubt, uh, I shouldn't say no doubt, but there's a, a pretty high level of confidence that we will be back in person next school year. That it may be funky, there may be adjustments we need to make, but compared to the uncertainty of last year, um, we are good to go. I'm ready to tune out and turn it on in august i'll put it that so way. what is what is uh what are you looking forward to most this summer plans that you have 
Um, so one of the things that Kristen, my wife, and I do frequently, fourth grade is huge on where you live. So Pennsylvania based, but also the United States. And it leans off of third grade where it's like recognizing that we are on Earth in the Northern Hemisphere, in the, the North America area. And then it boils down into states and, and what have you. And paired with that is we've done a ton of national parks as part of our teaching. And so Kristen and I have hit 23 national parks in the 10 plus years we've been together. So tomorrow, um, if all goes well with packing, we'll be setting off to hit six more. We're driving out to South Dakota, up to North Dakota, through Minnesota and down Michigan. So that'll take about 11 days. We do a, a week in North Carolina and we do a week in New Hampshire if that all works out. So it's a big portion of the summer. I, I know it's a, we it's a good portion of the summer. Yeah, we usually think, hey, we have all this time off. And before you notice, um, let alone being house homeowners and, and having things to do around the house, this summertime dries up pretty quick, but uh, all with really good things. What's uh, what's on your agenda, Ken? My, my agenda is really simple this summer. Uh, my wife and I are having another child. Yep. Um, we, are, <laughs> we are officially on the watch, so... Uh, it'll be, it'll be all kids. Um, so it'll be baby number three in the Ehrman house. Um, I'm, I'm very excited that it timed out for the summertime because I, I get the first two months totally home to, uh, to be with the whole family and with the, the new arrival. So, uh, so that'll consume a lot of our time. We we're we're typically beach goers. We'll do that this summer a little bit differently. It, it might just be me with, with the older two. Uh, just depending on timing and and how everybody's feeling, uh, but that'll that'll really consume my time. It'll be I, my wife and I have done a lot of traveling as well. Last year, the whole family we spent a month at the shore, so I'll actually ha I feel like kind of the same way. Like you have that large chunk of time off, and then you travel so much, and you're hardly home. So uh, a lot to look forward to this summer for me, and and kind of really being our first summer that we're going to be homebound for for most of it. So it'll it'll be a uh, sleepless, exciting summer. I'll I'll sum it up that way. Um, so so as you approach summer, Matt, and I have a quote behind me, you know, trying to be a little sarcastic, but actually serious. You know, shut down. I'm telling teachers as I see them, you know, wishing them a happy summer, and I'll say like, I, turn your computer off and don't turn it on for a month. And some of them nod their head and say yes, 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 and others look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm not joking when I tell them that, like, I really want them to do that because now this year more than ever, teachers need that break. But just in general, I think it's totally healthy. And there's a lot of research out there and a lot of people that are into, you know, creative thinking and, and how to reset your brain. And, and you have to remove yourself from the work to think of your most creative ideas or to just allow your brain to rest to be more productive when you come back to it. So what is your approach in terms of, you know, taking travel aside, taking the way you spend your summer aside, what is your approach as a veteran teacher in actually recharging your batteries, but also feeling like you are not just showing up the first day in August and then 
and then you turn your teacher brain on. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Honestly, what I what I tend to do, so we usually get off in early June, and uh, ultimate goal is uh, most of June and July is really summer mode. The moment it hits August 1st, I have to worry about Kristen's birthday on the 3rd. After that happens, I should probably be planning before that. But um, after that happens, really when the the month is August, complete school mode. And there have been times where I've been going into school for hours and hours to really organize and mentally prepare for what the year is going to look like. And undoubtedly, I could spend six days before we're required to show up at school, and it'll be meet the teacher night right before school uh, is starting, and I'm still not ready somehow. It is always the case, but we are we figure out a way to, to be ready to go. But I think in the meantime, a big component, obviously, is spending time with my family, trying to do certain things that I normally wouldn't have the time for. And honestly, one of the things that I've been doing more often is trying to create a hobby that's sustainable for the school year. So practicing, gathering, identifying, taking the time to research, something that I can try to do that is also um, something that I can maintain through the school year is a terrible example some years it's cycling, some years it's disc golf. That's what I'm really into right now. Um, so it might just be how can I learn as much as I need to so I can leave work at 4 o'clock, 4.30, and be able to take an hour for myself per week. Um, something so that's going to drive you, me. you're saying you like to think of and establish that hobby when you're not working full-time in hopes that you will be able to sustain it while you're working full-time as opposed to trying to start that that hobby or habit during the school year when you you know you'll be met with too much resistance. Is that what you mean? Yeah, a, a big portion of that. I, I think there's an element of there's a learning curve and a, a way to figure out how to be efficient at doing something. And so to learn that, to run that so it works with my family as well. Hey, I'm going to take this time. I'm going to schedule it out and make sure it's appropriate. I think that's a big portion and it's something that I'm recognizing is a need for me. It's something that if I don't set it up and I go into the summer and I say, hey, I'm going to go into this grab bag of things I like to do, I'm taking myself away when, when time's limited anyway. So probably in the last three or four years, and, and honestly, I'll go in waves of it might be ball golf, it might be ultimate frisbee, it might be riding, it might be house projects. Last summer it was house projects. I did them all summer long. Um, but there's an element of whatever it will take trying to identify something that I can sustain that I'll enjoy by the end uh, and, and will be a refresher. I think we've heard it a ton through this podcast identifying what those things are that we like to do. And I think as teachers, we tend to forget about that often. We, we tend to put everyone else, the job, family, friends first, and we forget what we really care to do and what we need to do to recharge the batteries. So um, 
whether it's reading, coloring, doing podcasts, whatever the case may be, finding something that, that brings you joy. Definitely. I like that. I never, I never really thought about that, accomplishing that or, or thinking about that over the summer and, and setting up those routines, but it, it definitely will help you maintain that throughout the school year as opposed to, to starting it then. What about, uh, what about, um, like actual work? So you said July, June, July is summer mode. So August hits. You mentioned going into your classroom. I mean, are you designing lessons? Are you creating materials? Are you are you doing that that stuff as well during the month of August? Like, are you working a lot? Just those couple days that you go in. What is what does that look like for you? Great question. Um, honestly, and this is probably what I should have answered from your initial question, but. Um, Realistically, when August hits, it's about creating an environment that I want to be in for the next 180 days. So it's, you know, we get to the point that I don't have the mental stamina to go through every paper and file it. I have to adjust bulletin boards and I have to consider the classroom setup. And um, in recent years, that classroom setup has included a empty room, which uh, we've talked about before. Um, but there's components of whether it's new curriculum, whether it's um, a new behavior management or incentive program, whether it's communication, recently it's been communication with families before the school year starts, um, as something Ken and I have talked about quite a bit as a feature to really start that year off strong. Um, but my wife is a fourth grade teacher with me. So when I say I tune out, I wish I said, I, I wish I could actually tune out. We're talking curriculum and we're talking the happenings of our school district all year long, including the summer. But um, specifically that time when I lock myself in my classroom, it's really creating an environment that I want to be in and that hopefully kids want to show up at every single day. Yeah, I can, I can appreciate that. For me, uh, it's, it's different now being in the role of instructional coach. It's more of, I mean, really the stuff that I will do over the summer is prepping for August because we play a huge role in the launch of the school year. But going back previously to that, when I was a classroom teacher, I, I did follow my own advice. I detached, I unplugged, and I really focused on creativity the whole summer. So I don't know that I necessarily said June is off limits or July is off limits. I just used my my free time and that kind of that free headspace time to just think about creative ideas. How do I want to change the way I manage behavior in the classroom? How do I want to change the way my day starts? How do I want to change the way my year starts? Uh, these are all things that I've, I've thought about and questioned. And whether it's uh, from reading a book, um, which is I'm not an avid reader. I could be a better reader. I typically try to read at least one, maybe two uh, books related to teaching and education in some capacity, as well as one or two you know, just novels that I that, that I enjoy that I don't get a chance to read during the school year. But, you know, just reflecting on the big picture of my classroom. And I, I can honestly say I don't ever really remember thinking about specific lessons, creating materials, not doing that type of busy work that you drown in during the school year. 
but taking advantage of the extra 40 hours a week that I now have and and thinking of those creative ideas. So, you know, over the summer, when I look back, I, th I can think of I redesigned an entire science unit, you know, picturing it in my head and writing down big ideas. And, and it went from a, a structured FOSS system to one that was built more on STEM and engineering by design and, and the design process and one that involved connects that actually I was in my old elementary school and they're still doing it now that I've, I've left. Um, so ideas like that, uh, the way that I started to approach the first day and the first week of school, which we're going to talk about in great detail as we approach the beginning of the school year. So that'll be our, our kickoff episode, but I totally changed the way I I approached the entire year. And so I really like to use that, like I said, that that free time to not get lost in the the busy paperwork, for lack of a better term, and thinking about the the creative ideas and the ways that I can innovate my classroom. And it really just stemmed from questions. How do I get students to be more excited the first day of school? How do I get them to be uh, more organized during reading class? How do I get them to be more independent during math class. So asking questions about the big picture of the classroom and not so much about the details because that's where we fall to come late September, October. You are, you're in the grind and it's really hard to step back and look at the big picture of the room and the big picture of the way you're, you're approaching your teaching and learning. And I, I think that's a huge thing that I know everyone knows and understands but the to actually embody that is a different story um realistically if you are showing up right before the school year and you haven't put the time into that what that structure is and i think that's the hardest part as a new teacher in general is knowing that you have to have systems in place but not sure what those systems are that's the, the greatest challenge as a classroom teacher. And realistic, we've talked about it before, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in the upcoming episode, but it's kind of choosing a method and, and not necessarily being fixed at it, not being kind of sold on it completely, but sticking with it for a certain amount of time and seeing a response of how it turned out and being reflective. But whether it's, I, I think you bring up a few good points, but whether it's professional development, whether it's social media, whether it's just having conversations with other educators, that is really important as part of the summer because we will get bogged down with the requirements and you'll forget about all the excitement when class lists are in place and desks are organized and kids are rushing in the door that if you haven't clearly thought about it, you're not going to be able to process it then. And so taking a half an hour to scroll through Twitter or Instagram or considering classroom management or considering curriculum, those type things, while it might be something that you don't want to do, it will make a huge difference in the long run because the moment that you actually have to start caring about teaching, I mean, you've already started, but the moment that you have to is already too late. So jumping on board and getting after it, um, almost in a casual uh, way. But we talk about reflection all the time. You should always be reflecting. And I think you bring up a good point. 
it doesn't need to be lesson planned out. It doesn't need to be frameworked. It may be ideas that you bring back and say, hey, these are guiding principles that I want to share with my team and get their feedback on and recognize that if I send this in June, it may not get the same feedback. But I have a few thoughts that when we meet in end of July or beginning of August, we kind of have thought through what it could look like. Uh, it may be grant opportunities. I think that's mm -hmm. a huge thing, too. Yeah, that's it's a, a, that's it's a, a great thing to, to consider grants. And you may not know what grant it is, but what are the items that you actually want? Because, I mean, recently we don't have as much of a budget as we used to, but we used to have a set budget that en ended up kind of not being enough to really get anything meaningful. So we went to outside organizations. I mean, um, if you're exploring grants for the first time, it could be not even applying for grants, but just finding out what grants are there, what grants offer, what specifics, and when do they happen? Because it's typically the same time every year that a grant takes place. So you might not be applying to grants over the summer, but just running with that idea or that goal. Like I want to apply to four grants this year. You know, don't even put the pressure of winning a grant. Just I will apply to X number. If you apply to that, it's obviously going to increase the chances that you do. And and kind of like you're saying, just like setting setting goals. And I, I think that's what I did without kind of realizing it is, you know, there was a year where I was totally focused on the physical setup of my classroom. And that's kind of what I'm going to share about in that, that first week of school episode. Uh, when I left fifth grade, and I told myself before that summer that I was not going, if I stayed in fifth grade, I was not going to do anything new. I had done new stuff for so many years and some stuck, some didn't. I was, you know, Matt and I have talked about like 3D printing was a big part of our classroom. I was constantly bringing in a lot of the things related to STEM and technology into my classroom. And I think that it offered a lot of benefit to my students. But over that time, I had lost a lot of instructional strategies that were great because they they faded away in my mindset for example kinesthetic learning that we talked about with with mike azul that was a huge part of my classroom and i let it kind of slip away over time and so my goal was going to be until i moved into a new position was going to be i'm not going to do anything new i'm going to cycle back through all the stuff that i've done and kind of make a priority list of like I need to make sure I do this this year. I can't let this this slip away. So again, not designing lessons, but but thinking about those big picture items. Um, something that I like to do is I would collect my thoughts in a space that wasn't in front of me all the time. So some people might write down ideas on sticky notes, and that's great. But the, what I don't like about that is it's always there. So I would actually set up a Google form for myself and save the the send link and I would just type the idea in a Google form. I would get it all out, send it. And then I couldn't see it anymore until I like had to dig into my Google drive to get to the responses. And then when I was ready, I could read through all of those ideas that I had. And, and then, you know, someone would be like, well, I don't even know what this is talking about. I didn't write enough detail or, you know, that's no good. Or, you know, this is the one I want to run with. So finding a way to, to collect your thoughts, but not have it constantly in front of you. Cause then you're doing the opposite of what summer is supposed to be about in terms of in terms of recharging 
And I think that's a, a good point and something that we echo. You can develop if you don't already have anxiety from feeling like you're not doing enough. And I think doing enough is being prepared, absolutely. But it's being ready to give the best experience to kids. So if you're a new teacher, and that includes going out and working. My first seven years, I would do summer camp from the school or an external summer camp to just be around kids all year long because that's what I needed to develop to transition from um, my my college experience where realistically we it was the theory of teaching to just interacting and making sure I enjoyed being around kids and trying different age ranges, those type things. Now it's transitioned into professional development. It's turned into opportunities to meet with other teachers, develop ideas, brainstorm, working on that um, professional learning community. Um, so it, it can adjust and be different. But the biggest key is to not be worried about are you doing enough? Because at the end of the day, the most important thing is being all in when that time hits at the beginning of the school year. And if that means that, like you said, Ken, shut your computer down for a month and a half, if that's what you need to do, if you need to develop a relationship with your husband or wife that you just know that's going to be tested in the beginning of August and September, spend that time. If you need to do it with kids, well, you'll probably have to do that regardless all year long. But it might be friends. It may be family that you're not going to get to see because we know it. We've all experienced it, whether it was as a student or as a teacher. August, September are tough. And then you get a rhythm. The kids start to understand routines in October. So take that time. I know we'll dive into that more later, but take that time and don't feel guilty about it because you deserve it. You work hard. And if, you ha- if you're brand new, you will work hard enough to earn it right now to yep. not feel bad about it. 100%. I think that's a, a great note to leave it on. And so uh, this is our kickoff to summer episode, but Matt and I, we are going to still be releasing episodes every week. So the Powered Up Podcast will power right through the summer. It'll be there maybe as a, a recentering tool for you once a week. Maybe you'll save a couple episodes and and uh, and crank through them when you when you turn the gears back on in August. But we are taking our own advice. Matt and I typically record every week. We haven't missed a week since we started back in December. However, we are going to take a break from recording, and then we're just going to record a few episodes in a, you know, a short number of days. Cluster. So, yeah. so we are shutting down our computers as well and, um, and making sure we're recharging our batteries. And I, I think it'll be a nice break, although I, you and I both thoroughly enjoy this time together, with our, typically with our guests. But I, can already, I already know I'm going to be super excited for that first interview that we have after we're off for about three or four weeks and uh it'll be exciting to get back into that so everyone enjoy your summer uh if you take anything away from this episode it's please take time for yourself you've heard so many of our guests say it that they you need to do it during the school year but summer summer more importantly um hopefully you're able to get out enjoy a lot of experiences matt safe travels i can't wait to see pictures of you in south dakota and all the others all of the other places 
make sure you take some quality pictures that can turn into quality green screen projects when you come back uh, in the school year for your kids. But um, thank you all. Thank you for listening. Please share this out. Um, this episode or really the, the important episodes that we've had with so many of our guests and you'll still hear from us every week over the summer, but otherwise be safe, be well, enjoy it. And Matt, why don't you shut us down for, for a month? Well, I'll say hopefully next time we talk, you have an additional member of your family. So hopefully congrats in advance. But as we power down this episode, we hope that you feel powered up all summer long Um, Be good, be well, as Ken was saying, be healthy, and we'll talk to you soon.